your best. Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Oh, that's right, New York Giants fans. Your best is not good enough on Sunday, New York Giants. It's time for a win. This is New York Giants Trade Talk. Powered by Online Big Blue LLC. Want to talk about the Arizona Cardinals. Want to talk about the injuries. Want to talk about Kayvon Thibodeau, the bust. Oh, we've already had the Evan Neal, the bust story. And now now you have the Kayvon Thibodeau, the bust story. It is what it is. You know what? I, I think the Twitter sphere, I think the pundits, I think the content creators all need to come up with something. All need to have a... um. You know, after that horrid start, that 40 to zero loss to the Cowboys, I think some of these people are shaken to their core. And as a lifelong Giant fan since 1976, I take what I see. It comes and it goes. It's another week. And we got to put the 40 nothing loss behind us and not worry about it and move on to the Arizona Cardinals. Want to talk about the Giants injury report um, or Giants that have been limited in injury. Yeah, Andrew Thomas is still being a little bit bothered by that hamstring. They said he's walking around kind of gingerly right now in Arizona, but uh, they're saying he's still day-to-day. Darren Waller got a rest day the other day. He's dealing with the hamstring issue. He said it's the same hamstring issue that he had last year with the Raiders, but it's not as bad, and it has to do with more. it has to do with more with the muscle behind the hamstring. I don't know. I don't, I'm not a doctor and I don't play one on TV and I didn't even stay at a day's in, but I don't know if that's good or bad. You had uh, Mr. Banks with the calf. You had Cam Bryant with the ankle still. Cordell Flott, and these guys were all limited in practice the other day. Cordell Flott with the hamstring. Graham Gano uh, with the right ankle. Azizo Jalari with the hamstring. You know what's funny? They, they had some video of uh, Aziz um, on the practice field yesterday, and it was kind of, he, he was definitely moving slow. He was definitely not trying to, uh, to, uh, I, I don't think he's ready yet. You know, maybe he's going to be a game time decision. We have to wait and see. You got Mr. Owens with the hamstring. You have Matt from Connecticut with the elbow and Wanda Robinson, who came off the pup is still out with the knee. Um, I don't think he was he, The giants had when they activated him off the pup, they have four weeks to make a decision on what they want to do with him. Um, so I, I said it before. I don't, I don't think he's coming back to about three, four weeks into the season. If that, and that's kind of early in my estimation as well, considering when he had the surgery, but you never know. You never know. You never can tell. I mean, if you look at the injury list, you know, your biggest cause for concern is going to be Thomas and Waller. Um, also, same thing with Ojolari and Gano, of course. I mean, that, that, that's, your, that's your biggest. Those should be your biggest concerns. Those should be your biggest bones of contention going into this Arizona game. I laugh. I saw on Twitter. I, I still have to do a sh- uh, show that just, just stupid shit you see on Twitter. Uh, I saw someone posted. It's going to be 120 degrees on Sunday. I hope they close the dome in Arizona. <laughs> I, just, you know, I don't even want to answer it. Because this is the kinder, gentler Tim. I don't even, I don't even want to answer. This is the product-friendly Tim. <laughs> just ask Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, if you're looking for a great carrier, go to mintmobile.com backslash big blue. $15 a month for unlimited wireless and text messages. At least it's a like right now it's a I think the, I think that sale ends today on Friday the fifteenth so make sure you go out there and take a look at it. Um, going into Arizona, the Giants. I mean, listen, Arizona is not going to be a pushover. Arizona, you're playing Arizona at home. Arizona has their own issues. The Cardinals, uh, you know, the Cardinals for 
for everything that they're going through right now. They do have some talent on this team. And, and I'm trying to think of certain advantage. Oh, we got, do we have a giant notification? No numbers to know. Um, I got my phone beeps. Um, and there's certain things that the, the Arizona Cardinals do well enough that I think may cause some angst for certain Giant fans and for Giants on Sunday. First of all, you got to take a look at the the Arizona pass rush. You know, it, it's not going to be this attacking. I mean, last year, last year the Arizona Cardinals blitzed 34 and a half percent time, but they only came up with 36 sacks. 36 sacks. Now they got a new defensive coordinator. They only blitzed about 25 percent of the time against Washington. Uh, and somehow they still log six sacks. <laughs> they still got six sacks against Washington. Now, Washington's offensive line, I'm, I'm going to say, is better than the Giants. Not by much. I don't know about that. But right now, they, they probably are better. And with the issues that Evan Neal is having, with the potential for Matt from Connecticut and Andrew Thomas to be, be limited in this game, this is something that the, the Cardinals can use to focus, to take an attack on, basically to attack on. Take the game plan from the Cowboys. I have said this since the the inception of Daniel Jones's career. There's a couple things that have bothered me since day one with Daniel Jones, and one of them was the fact that he has a tendency to throw his wide receivers into contact. Well, a couple things: three, two, three. I already forgot two, but I'm going to three. Two, he holds on to the ball too long, and three, he can be rattled if you put the pass rush directly in his face. Now, I remember saying that years ago, and people were like, well, Tim, that's just stupid because of the fact that where else are you going to push the pass rush? No, you can bring the pass rush out from the sides. You can loop your pass rush around. But if you take the rush and put it directly in Daniel Jones's face, it's kind of like the Tom, I call it the Tom Brady syndrome. Tom Brady, if you go back and look at the Giants win and even the Eagles win and the Super Bowls, what they did is they, they brought the pressure directly in front of him. They kept it up so he couldn't see down the field that he was more worried about looking what's in front of him than looking what's down the field. Now, Daniel Jones has had the same issue. So I think Dallas, again, showed the way. You bring the rush in directly into Daniel Jones's face, you rattle him a little bit, and then he kind of gets off his game plan. Now, hopefully, the, you know, hopefully this is more of a byproduct of the offensive line. Hopefully the offensive line can hold up a little bit better, but you have to still have some concerns that you are going up against a team that did have six sacks last week, only blitzed 25% of the time. They have, an, they have a better than average secondary in Arizona, and, and that's going to bring up to my next point. I, I think the defensive backs are, in Arizona are going to be a factor as well because if you're going to bring the rush – and if they can, and if the Arizona wins the battle on the offensive line, uh, you know they got some guys in the backfield. You got the, what's his name? You got Wilson. You got Clark. They got some guys that that can that can again cause some issues for our wide receivers, and they have some guys that know know how to pick off the ball. So you hope that your fifth year quarterback is not going to be rattled. You hope that he is going to understand. You know, I hope the Giants reflect on their game plan from last week and understand that if you're trying to create a passing attack and it's not working, don't follow the script. You make adjustments. You change your plan of attack. You have to have some type of play in your arsenal that'll say, you did it last year. You did a lot of three-step drops. You did a lot of you know, play-action rollouts. You did that, and I understand you want to focus and become the Josh Allen-type Buffalo offense, but it, it's, that, that's not what we have. You have Saquon Barkley, and you have other wide receivers, and you have an all-pro tight end. 
and you have a fifth-year quarterback that you're still learning about. So if you just keep it simple, you stop Daniel Jones from getting rattled, you limit the opportunity for the Cardinal secondary to make plays, then you should be all right. But let's not, let's not go into this game thing in the Arizona defense is not an NFL caliber defense because they are. Their biggest point, point of contention and point of concern is going to be on the offense side of the ball, Arizona, that is. And then you have to think, you know, and, and, I, and I, I thought about this as well, because if you look at what they did against the commanders, they only allowed three, a little over three yards of carry on the run. They actually have a pretty good run-stuffing style defense, defensive line. And, and I think that's something that they can be very stingy about. And, but you have the likes of Saquon Barkley in the backfield. But once again, if you are able, if you are, if you are a Giants, you are what Giants, we are the Giants. If you are the Giants and you are unable to sit there and pass and protect your quarterback, go to the strength of your team. Run the ball. Run, run, run. Herman Munster it. That's what you need to do. That's what you need. You, you have to sit there and run it so much that you are going to force. I'll swallow your soul. Come get some. Tell them to come get you. Tell the Arizona Cardinals, listen, we're going to run, run, run. You stop us. Come get some. Come get this. And until they stop it, you continue to do it. I don't care if you run the ball 47 times. I don't care if it's Daniel Jones running. I don't care if it's Saquon Barkley running. I don't care how many times you run the ball. I don't care if you run the ball 15 times in a row. If they can't stop it, you continue to do it. If they are overcommitting on the pass rush and they are being over the over aggressive, run the draw. You know, run your quarterback. If something's not working, fix it. And I don't mean sometimes fix it does not mean actually to fix the problem. Sometimes what it means is to do something different. Right now, our biggest, I would say our, hopefully, our biggest strength going into Sunday is going to be our defense going up against the offense. Because I'm not scared of, uh, you got, uh, what's his name, Marquez Brown, Mr. Hollywood, came over from Baltimore. He's a, he's a good, talented wide receiver. We got Rondale Moore. He's another good, talented wide receiver. You got, Do- you got Joshua Dobbs, man. He's your starting quarterback. And plus you got Zach Ertz in there, Zach, all pro tight end. We always had problems with tight ends, but, and then you got James Conner running the ball. I mean, I'm not overly scared of their offense. Your defense, which is supposed to be one of your strengths, and especially your defensive line with, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau, Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, you know, DJ Davidson, Jordan Riley, you know, and the host of others that you're supposed to be rotating in. It's supposed to be the strength of this team. Prove it. Shut down the run and get after the quarterback. You're not, you're, we're not facing Patrick Mahomes. Hell, we're not facing Kyler Murray. The defense should be a factor in this game and a huge factor because you are going up against a guy in Joshua Dobbs who's 28 years old. His career, he's 0-3 in his career in starts. Career total of 588 yards, two touchdowns and three interceptions. And then you got Tommy Toon in the background. I don't know his first name, Toon. <laughs> I like Toon. I did a whole video about him, about how I thought he would be a perfect fit for the Giants because he kind of emulated some of the skill sets that Daniel Jones has. <laughs> Another stupid thing I saw on Twitter the other day. Um, 
So I was trying to explain to someone that usually your backup quarterback emulates the skills of your starting quarterback. And they're like, no, that's not true. Well, yeah, it is because this way you don't. They're like, what about, what about Fromm when he came in? I was like, well, Fromm came in because of injury. <laughs> so that just makes me. Uh, but it's the, kind, it's the kinder, gentler, Tim. Think you're going to get away with it? Not up in here. Not up in here. We got to talk about Kayvon Thibodeau a moment. As I sip some of my Black Rifle Coffee pumpkin spice. If you haven't had the best coffee in the world and want to try it, go to BlackRifle.com. Veteran owned. Pumpkin spice is out. <laughs> Did I see that? Perfect sponsor. Segue. Um, came on Thibodeau. <sighs> you see a lot of, th- you had some pundits on WFAN, the fun, the other day. Talk about Kayvon Thibodeau and talk about how he could potentially be coming a bust. And I, I, I keep thinking about this and I keep thinking about when he came out of Oregon. And I, I always thought that he, he was never when, when O'Shane Zimenez came out of college at Old Dominion, he had 10 sacks last year. And we did a video. I actually bought an O'Shane Zimenez jersey. I, I've worn it before. Um when he came out, we talked about the fact that he was not really a pure pass rusher. He, he, only, he, kind of re, he more relied on his speed and did not rely on technique or any pass rushing moves. And I think with Kayvon Thibodeau, people, like I said, we talked about it before. People remember the first, I mean, only remember the last four games of last year. They don't remember the first 13. They don't remember he only had four sacks over those games and he was going to have 17 sacks for the entire season. I think the problem, one of the also biggest issues with Kayvon Thibodeau was it was the self-hype machine that he had coming in. And, and, and I said this on a live stream. I said a couple other times that the problem is if you're going to come in with this much hype and self-created hype, then the problem is it, it, it's going to backfire if you don't produce. And honestly, has he produced? No. He really hasn't. He hasn't produced a way you would think that a fifth round, fifth overall pick would. And then when you hype yourself up so much and then you fail a little bit, then it kind of goes down. Now, when he came out of Oregon, I never really thought he had the best pass rushing ability. I, I think I, I think if you think to, if you if you actually looked at him. Would you, I mean, did you really, if you watched him in Oregon, he just, it just didn't seem natural. He wasn't naturally instinctive as a pass rusher. And he did not have the repartee that you needed, I thought. Same thing as, as O'Shane Zimenez, to, 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 to do different things, to try, to have different moves, to have that finishing move. And I think the issue is with that is he got exposed a little bit last year when he came in. And then I think it towards the end of the season, he started figuring it out a little bit. And now, like I said, the NFL has film on him, has 17 weeks of film. So they, they've readjusted again. And I think he, and I, and I love how we talk about Bobby Johnson and firing Bobby Johnson. I think the off defensive line coaches for the giants, I think they're, they're missing the boat with the fact is they got to teach him up a little bit on his hand usage on where to place his hands, where to use his hands, how to use his hands to his advantage. I don't think he's ever really learned that. Now, you kind of can, see, you can see, that on, you see that on film a little bit. And at times, I'm not saying he does not have a high football IQ, 
But sometimes when it comes to play recognition, I don't think he's there yet. And we're only in year two. So let's not, like, let's not go crazy. We're only in year two. And these are things I think, especially with play recognition, over time and playing, he's going to learn more and more. He's going to understand it more and more. And sometimes I think he gets lost in the sauce a little bit. We've talked about lost in the sauce. I feel that he doesn't shed off his block to go, to, especially during the point of attack. He, he he's hangs on that block a little too much. And he's kind of, you know, for a guy, he's a little, di- he, he, as a tackler, listen, against the run, Kayvon, I think Kayvon's going to be awesome. I think Kayvon could be Tuck-like. I think he could be Osiyuminyora-like. I think he could be Strahan-like against the run. But he's a little disjointed, I think. He's, he's, just, he, he's a taller guy, so I, I think he's just got to find his leverage. I think he's got to just, you know, find him, just find a way to create that ability to go after the ball carrier and finish. I don't think he's going to be a speed rusher. I think he's going to have to be more effective vis-a-vis technique. And I think he's going to have to understand more that he's not going to be able to bully everyone in this league. And what he's going to need to do is he's need, he's going to need to make adjustments. He's going to have to learn to effectively dip that shoulder, you know, lean in a little bit, turn around, turn around that offensive lineman. I think he's going to have to figure that out. But as I said, as a run defender, I think, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau was listed as a linebacker on Wings defense. He, he, I think Kayvon is a defensive end. I think he's a 3-4 defensive end, run-stopping de- defensive end, in the likes, like I said, a human Yura, Tuck, Strahan. He understands how to set the edge. He knows how to, he can pursue that ball carrier. He can motor when he wants to. He can, he can set, he can, I think he's got a good opportunity to understand. I think he has a willingness to understand how to set his own, set the edge on the outside and maintain it. And I think if you're, you know, as a run defender, I, I think he's progressing more and more, but we didn't, we didn't draft him fifth overall to be a run defender. We drafted him fifth overall to go after the quarterback. Now I've always thought he was going to, like I said, I've always thought he was going to be raw in reference to going after the quarterback. We're all in reference to technique. And this is where the, um, the you know Giants defensive line coaches need to coach him up. They, they really do. It's Like I said, we talk about Bobby Johnson and how he gets the blame for the offensive line. Well, you know, defensive line coach needs to take a little bit of blame for Kayvon Thibodeau. Will, is, I mean, is he a bust? <laughs> it's way too early. <laughs> it's way too early to call the guy a bust. He had a one bad game. One bad apple don't spoil the whole bunch, girl. He's had one bad game. He had one tackle. He had a bad game against a good offensive line. The problem is there are a lot of good offensive lines on this schedule. So he's got to start figuring it out again. We can't wait till about week 13, 14 for him to figure it out this season. He's going to play a lot of snaps. He's going to play against the run. And you also have to remember in... Wink's defense, even going back to Baltimore, it was sacked by committee. I think, uh, what's his name, Matthew Juden, was the only one that had like 10 sacks, or over 10 sacks in Wink's, in Wink's defense. It was always sacked by committee. So you hope the committee is going to include Kayvon. If there's a committee meeting, uh, I'm going to take roll today. Uh, is uh, Kayvon Thibodeau here? Kayvon, how many sacks? One? Okay, one and a half. There we go. Uh, I, I think he's got, people need to understand that. So Kayvon may not get... You know, 
15 sacks, 10 sacks. He may get eight. He may get seven. But then you're hoping Aziz Ojolari gets seven. You hope Wendell Williams gets five. You hope you get another five from Dexter Lawrence. You hope you get three from, you know, from, uh, you know, from, uh, I mean, uh, Bobby Okereke. You hope you get another three from, uh, you know, from, from whomever, Jordan Riley. So it's going to be more of a sack by committee. I kind of want to see the Giants have a progression like uh, Gregory Rousseau has in with the Bills. And, you know, we always talk about the Bill, but Mr. 305, I, everyone knew I loved Mr. 305 coming out of the draft. He had an okay rookie season. He came on strong last year with eight sacks before he got hurt with, like, I think he got hurt on Thanksgiving. Um, and he, he actually, he's a, he's, a, he's a linebacker slash defensive end that's all over the field. He showed a progression from his first game until it got hurt until this you know this most recent game as well he he is in this he's he's kind of like the same with he's in the same boat with Kayvon Thibodeau he is not an instinctive pass rusher he's needs to be taught he seems like he's getting learned up in Buffalo so you kind of hope Kayvon Thibodeau follows the same you know trajectory and career arc right now that Gregory Rousseau has we got a big show on Sunday with R0B and a special guest, so make sure you tune in for Sunday Giant at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Hopefully, we're going to talk about the Arizona game. We're going to give away a couple of Eli Manning Super Bowl rings and a whole bunch of other crap. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Um, that's all I got today. <laughs> and all I got to say is one thing, don't, or two, uh, three things. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to ring that bell because you want to know why. That'd be awesome.